Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 178. On this episode, I have an awesome conversation with Chaney from the band House Parties. Um, great time talking to her. They're out on tour right now, so huge shout out to her for being able to find time to have this conversation with me. Um, yeah, and we talked about all kinds of, of stuff, so kind of talked a little bit about the brain, the band starting, their new single, Brain Dead, uh, being out on tour right now with Can't Swim and Belmont. Uh, yeah, just a, a really, really good conversation, so really excited to bring this one to you. They've just recently signed to Equal Vision Records. Uh, we talk a little bit about that as well, so if you're not familiar with the, the band, then this is your chance to learn a little bit about them, uh, start getting familiar because I really think they've got so much potential and um, they're really in a, a great position to start making some waves in the the genre, the whatever. You guys know how I feel about genres. So in this alternative kind of pop punk, kind of rock, kind of pop rock, alt-rock space um they're just a, a really fun band and yeah let's dive into this this is my conversation with cheney of the band house parties um yeah so to kick things off i do start with the same boring ass question every single time uh in fact that entire line right there is the exact same in every episode uh, <laughs> simple introduction who are you little background on yourself and the band Right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Chaney, and I sing in a band called House Parties. Awesome. Um, so for people that aren't familiar with the band yet, um, you guys are really starting to make a big push. You recently signed with Equal Vision, uh, yeah. which is, I mean, let's brag on them for a minute, right? Like right? when you yeah. talk about labels... Equal Vision is one of those that they just don't miss. So what was it like yeah. when that conversation happened for you guys to say like, hey, we see something in you. Like, do you want to come on board? It was. It was it was interesting. Um, it's kind of surreal also, because like at the time, no other label really like were interested in us and they were the only ones that were like we see something in you let's take a chance yeah and not only to mention that a lot of bands that i've like grown to love started on that label yeah like pierce the veil and i was like okay <laughs> right <laughs> this is pretty awesome yeah yeah well i mean even even current label mates you know they've got yellow card over there concrete castles oh, yeah. i mean yeah. amber lens on that label mm -hmm. like they still are just such a pillar in this this alternative industry yeah. or this alternative genre. Um, so yeah, seeing that you guys signed with them for me was a really cool thing because same as you, like I grew up listening to most of their roster. So yeah. I take usually like if somebody signs with them, I take it to mean that that's going to be somebody that I enjoy. And oh, yeah. again, they, they just haven't missed. <laughs> and also I think Isles and Glaciers were on their label yeah. too. And I remember discovering them back in like high school. And obviously they only put like out one thing. 
And I was just like, God, I love this record so much. And there's like only a few songs that are ne- never done anything else. And I was like, ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> but that's it's, still really cool. Yeah. It, it's one of those I've experienced that a lot too. You know, I'm 38 years old. Uh, but you know, running into in the prime of of pop punk where it was like all these really cool bands came out and it was they couldn't make it past the sophomore album and it's like but but i love them i want them back <laughs> right i do too i really do yeah. yeah awesome um so again for anybody that's not familiar with house parties let's go through kind of your your soundscape and just kind of this vibe that you guys have um obviously you you grew up listening to alternative music pop punk things like that um but your i think your sound is fairly unique in that even being a new band or a newer band, there's still some sort of nostalgia tied to what comes through. So what's that yeah. like for you? Uh, I really wanted, I mean, when we started the band, I was like, let's do like pop punk at the time. Cause that was right. like the real like relevance now. Like everybody was into pop punk like a couple years ago. Like it was right. everywhere, but I feel like now we've entered into a time where like nostalgia everyone's just like wanting that nostalgia sound and I grew up like back when I first discovered like alternative music I listened to bands like Hey Monday obviously Paramore um We Are the In Crowd Tonight Alive like those like Forever the Sickest Kids like those bands and there's just like a nostalgic sound to those I was like we need to incorporate those while still maintaining like a new modern sound like into our music and I think that's what I think Cautious really says that, but I think Brain Dead really does. Brain Dead really has that, especially when we added those like, whoa, it's like I was like, that's something I would hear back in the day. And it's oh, just so good. Yeah, it it's so insane to me how few bands are doing like the gang vocals or the the gang choir in the backgrounds anymore. Yeah. And it's like but that's all that we listen to. That's like whenever I heard a song, not even like from a band, but just like a song that would have like gang vocals on it or like crowd vocals, it just like did something for me. I was like, yes, that's exact. Like, yes, I just I always like this song better if it has like crowd vocals or gang vocals in it. (laughs) Totally, totally agree. Um, So, yeah, let's talk about Brain Dead. You guys just dropped that as of us recording this about two weeks ago. Uh, yes. getting pretty good traction on it from everything I've seen Spotify and whatnot walk through, you know, like you said, the band, you know, two, three years old. So coming out of COVID and really developing this new soundscape for yourself, what was it like writing in this process to get to brain dead and now feel like, not that you don't love your other stuff, but feel like you're now making the song that you want to make. The writing process, um, I remember because how our process usually goes is someone will send me like an instrumental and I'll, cause we don't see each other very often. And I think at the time Spencer lived in Austin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's all right over there. Um, so, uh, (laughs) and so he sent me the instrumental for that, which is like, it sounds so drastically different now. And I, I wrote to it and I was like, oh, this is like really cool. I was like, this is like really cool. Um, because at the time I had heard maybe the altar song, Say It To My Face mm-hmm. that came out. And I was like, this is a really good song. I was like, I want that kind of energy and that like nostalgic sound to it. 
he ended up writing that, sent it to me, and we ended up writing like demo lyrics that were kind of pretty much similar to the song. Uh, we brought it into the studio. I had a, I had a really hard time trying to finish it, like chorus wise. I just it, for some reason I couldn't just I couldn't connect like the dots to it. Right. And Derek saw something in it, and he's like, "We're gonna kind of restructure it a little bit." Um, this is how the course is going to be. Um, let's do this. Let's do that. And it was just like just rearranging everything. And it just is like a whole new song. And it was just like so upbeat and with energy. And then it was his idea to add the little like, whoa, in it. And I was like, yes, because I think, you know, state champs used are like really good friends with We're the In Crowd or mm-hmm. I know they're not really around anymore. And so I think he like kind of understood that and like put that in there. Um, And to answer your question about like, like not liking like the old stuff, I still love the old stuff. It's just, it was such a different time. And like, I was a completely different person. Now I'm like changed so much. It's just like, I've been listening to new stuff. I'm like, I'm not really into pop punk as much anymore. So it's just like, I guess a reflection of how I am at the moment of like what I want to write. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah no. And I, I think that's super dope because, you know, again, with me growing up through kind of the, the golden age of pop punk and, and even punk really, you know, there were so many gatekeepers and they still exist today, but there were so yeah. many gatekeepers back then that, you know, when, fallout boy you know hits their sophomore slump right everybody's like oh i don't love it and it's like these guys like or even today i literally just had a conversation with someone not too long ago about um fallout boys new new record and they're like yeah i just can't get into it you know and i'm like you understand they're not the 17 year old kids that wrote the first album anymore right like honestly yeah and i've heard the same thing about like for a really good example, not to bring up Paramore, but Paramore, yeah. like their new album this year was so drastically different. I loved it. I thought it was like a work of art. I was like, this yeah. is so good. And there were people like that you see comments and like stuff where it's like, this is not good. Like, it's just not good. And I'm just like, well, do you want them to like rewrite misery? But like, they're, they're <laughs> like in their thirties. Like, what do they have to be miserable? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What do you, they were teenagers when they wrote that. They're not teenagers anymore. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like they're it, grown up and mature. <laughs> right. And I, I think that's, that's awesome that you're recognizing that in yourself as well for your music that, you know, like, you know, maybe I was an angry kid when I was 17, but then I went to therapy and I am not the angry right. kid anymore. I'm a functioning right. adult, whatever. So um, I think it's really cool that you're you're recognizing those things and being able to do what is authentic as well, because that's right. obviously the most important part to to this whole thing. But specifically in this genre, you know, I think the fans are not stupid and they can tell when somebody's just doing it because they think it's the trend, you know, right. versus being authentic with it. And then they're like, okay, cool. I fuck with these people because they're real. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't, I've always liked being like 100% like real. I, you know, we all experience like emotion and I kind of just like writing how I feel. 
And especially with this, these next couple of songs, like life got really hard. And I was like, oh, I've never experienced all of this, all of these things at like one time. So it's like, I'm just going to write about it. I'm just going to write about it and we'll see where it takes us. And very emotional couple <laughs> of songs. I wouldn't say brain is like how I feel. It's more just about like just knowing someone who's really dumb and just writing a song about it. That's all yeah. there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one doesn't have to be quite as deep. You know, there's exactly. there's going to be surface level stuff. We all encounter that. But I think it's it's important for, you know, potential new fans and and listeners to know that, you know, there's there's going to be, you know, that surface level stuff that is just what it is, you know, like sure. you're going to come across those, you know, those brain dead people every day of your life. <laughs> It's happening. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for you, you know, putting it out there, you just, you know, made the comment that you went through a lot of emotion and we don't have to get into the exact specifics of that by any means, but talk a little bit about, you know, using the music to kind of be that therapy and a release or a way to process those emotions and feelings. The way that I would kind of do it, and um, I'd be like, I would listen to some like demos or like instrumentals that I was sent, and I was like, I would either listen to them and I'd be like, I can't write to anything right now because I'm not feeling any of these. I'd be like, I'd be like, guys, I can't write to this, and they'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, well, that's what I wrote, and I'm just like, I get it, I do. But at the same time, like, I have to, like, write what I'm feeling right now. Otherwise, like, it just doesn't, like, make sense. So we have a new song coming out really soon called Midlife Crisis. And it's a song about feeling like everything is just falling apart. And you're, like, and you're feeling like you're having, like, a midlife crisis, but, like, in your 20s. And you're, like, what right. the hell is going on? And I remember that song, what sparked it was I was going to when I lived by myself, I was going to go to WADA to eat and I had this gift card and I'm not sure if you're like a big believer of like signs or like angel numbers and things like that. I am. Yeah. And so it's just, it sounds so like cheesy. Um, but I was going to get some dinner and in the car, I dropped my gift card and I couldn't find it. On my way there, I took the wrong turn and I ended up having to go a long route to get back over there. And then when I got out of my car, because I was going to go inside to eat, I saw people that I don't like all sitting inside of their eating. And I just like got back into my car and I drove home and I just like, I cried in my car. And I was like, it felt like whatever was trying not to let me go there to see that it was like trying, but I still went, uh, ended up, you know, experiencing that. And so I cried in my car and like the first line of the song is like a million breakdowns in my car. Sad. Cause most nights I tend to starve because I did not end up eating dinner that night. Cause I was so sad. Yeah. And that's kind of like what that song represents is just like things like that, where it just feels like I just want to go out and get dinner, but then I'm ending up having like a whole, like crisis for some reason yeah. um and it's more of like a very angry song because like like what the hell why is like these kinds of things happening like why do I feel like this like why can't I just be like happy like why is it so hard to be like this you know yeah and so I can't remember 
I think a demo was hard like that when it was sent to me, but I can't remember the demo very much, but I know it turned into a, like a banger of a song and it's probably yeah. my favorite to play live. So. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I, I love that because I'm very much, I say all the time, I'm not a religious person. I'm a very like spiritual person. The universe right. is, is there. Um, so yeah, like I've, I've ran into that same sort of stuff where it's like, I, I want to do this one simple task and every single fucking roadblock pops up and it's like, I have to stop and get gas so that I can go there to do this. And like, yeah. why, why can't it just be that I just go and do that one thing? Right. Um, right. You know, I think it's, it's an interesting concept, you know, cause everybody feels that way, right? Like the, the world is out against you at some point in your life. And yeah. I think the, the kind of differentiator between people is, you know, those that stand up and fight against it or, you know, write about it and give it, you know what I mean? You have to take away the power of the world, which sounds really weird and, and daunting, but like, if you just let the world keep beating you down, it's always going to win. But if you stand yeah. up and, okay, I've had enough of that, like I'm going to yeah. write and get this out, then that's going to be fine. Yeah. I'll write about it, get it done and move on. Yep. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the tour that you guys are out on. You guys are out with Can't Swim and Belmont. And yes. let's just talk about how insane both of those they're ridiculous. It is right? I know because that's <laughs> I can't even find the words. We've done four shows. And I mostly like after our set, I will go run merch. Um, so I'm usually not like seeing them unless like merch happens to be like where the stage is kind of here then right. of course i can see them but like like last night at mahal's in lakewood yeah. yes um like the merch room is completely different from where the stage is you can hear it but you can't see it mm -hmm. and there are times like in between sets i'll obviously be there but like during like the sets like i might sneak a peek in there and it's just like Oh my gosh, it's insane because I listened to both of these bands like in high school. I still listen to them, but I listened right. to them a lot in high school and a couple of years after that. And it's just insane. I like I was standing there watching Belmont last night and I was like, I can't believe I get to watch this band every single night. It's so great. And they're like all everyone in the whole touring party is just so sweet and supportive and they're all just so nice. Like there's like, it's all just good vibes, good energy. Right. And yeah. it's just insane. Insane. Yeah. And, and no egos is it. That's what you're getting at too, is like, no you know, egos. they're, they're veterans by every definition, but those guys are some of the nicest down to earth people. There's yes. no like, Hey, you're the opener. So kind of fuck you. You're going to get out of our way type of stuff. It's like, Hey, cool. Maybe you've not experienced this before. Like, let us, let us help you do this or whatever. It really, it really is like that. Um, last night in the, in the green room upstairs, there's like a whole kind of separate room. That's like dark. Um, mm -hmm. They all wanted to sit in the dark for some reason. I don't know why it was like a little camp vibe, but right. then I get to this room and they're like, guys, you can come into this room if you want and hang out. And I was like, well, why aren't we doing that? But I, I, I don't know what they were doing. I don't really yeah. go up to the green room very often. Yeah. No, it, you know, it, everybody's going to have their own tour things anyway, right? Like everybody takes care of their voice different and things like that. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, that's also another cool thing being out on tour with some veterans is maybe, maybe they can give you some advice on like, what can you do to save your voice or, you know, how do we do this? Um, you know, I, I've talked to yellow card a number of times over the years and, uh, Ryan used to be terrible about taking care of his voice. And then it got to the point where he was like, we literally can only play three shows in a row because I can't talk the next day. Like, yeah it we have to change something so you know making sure you're hydrating and realizing that hey maybe beer is not water so like (laughs) let's be smart about this i usually not so much during like the summertime because the heat outside like for me it like doesn't affect my voice like it feels better but when it's like cold the cold obviously will have an effect on your voice and since it's kind of like a fall it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a fall tour, but it is cold where we are. It feels like wintertime. You know, I'm from Texas. I'm not used to this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I usually will. I brought my humidifier that I use for my and it usually just work like it. It helps and we're good. Well, it stopped working and I haven't been able to find like another handheld one. And I have all this purified water. I can't find another handheld humidifier. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's not like I can just Amazon Prime one overnight. Like we're right. on the move. And it's just like, what am I going to do? So there's a song in our set. Usually, like, I can get through the set pretty well. But there's one song in the set that I use a lot of my rasp for, like, a lot. Where we do um, Given Up by Linkin Park. And it goes hard. It does. Yeah. And there was the third night we played when I really needed my humidifier and it stopped working on me. And I was like, what the heck? Um, Like, this cannot be happening. So I was like, guys, we got to do our backup cover. Um, We'll usually do like Decode by Paramore. I know we're trying Mm -hmm. to steer away from that, but I was like, we have to do that tonight because I don't know. I can't do it. I got to, I don't want to go hard so I can preserve my voice for tomorrow. And so we did that. Um, I tried not to talk as much, um, but my voice was fine last night. Today, it's kind of a little rough because it's just a cold, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so, I, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm from Indiana, so I totally get it. <laughs> Our right. weather's the the most ridiculous shit. So like today it was decent. It, I say decent. It was like 54 degrees. Uh, <laughs> but the last two days, it was like 37. And it's like, Guys, it's still yeah. fucking October. What is happening? Like, it can't be this cold already. And like that night that we ended up doing like the backup cover, the venue itself was freezing cold inside. And the green room was even colder. <laughs> I was like, this is not helping anything. Yeah. Like, we have to do decode. I can't do giving up tonight. It's not happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's one of those things, you know. And Obviously, there's no no real way to prepare for it other than yeah. than going through it. You know what I mean? So, um, a it sucks that you're doing or having to go through that, but at the same time, like being conscious enough of what it's going to do to you to say, like, let's not do that. Let's do this so that I don't completely fuck myself. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow, as of us talking tomorrow, you guys are going to be up in, uh, Toronto. Um, yes. first time to Canada for you guys as a, yes. a tour. Um, 
all of us first time to Canada, this will be some of our first time going into like another country. I've never left the U.S. before. I'm not like I'm really excited because I have a friend up in Canada who talks about Canada all the time. My dad right. goes to Canada a lot. But I have never been to Canada. I just got my passport this year, and I'm super excited to go to Canada. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I've never been to Canada. Uh, oddly, my very first time out of the country was to Ireland. I decided, oh, hey, cool. let's yeah, let's take a 16 hour plane ride for our first fucking time out of the country. That's really cool place to go. Yeah, yeah it, it was dope. So definitely recommend it if you ever get the chance. But right. uh, no, I think it is. It's it's one of those things, you know, that like not that you're sheltered in Texas or anything like that or anywhere, but like you don't understand even just within the U.S. how diverse it is and still you yeah. until you start traveling around it, you know. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of things like when you go to a different country, like things are so different. And it's just like, God, like, why don't we have that in the U.S.? <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's it's so bizarre. Like, I remember when I went to Ireland, you know, literally driving down a road and it's like, oh, there's a fucking castle that's from like <laughs> the 1400s. Like, what is this? This isn't real life. That would be, be pretty cool just to be like driving down and just see a castle. I kind of wish we had that in the United States, but yeah, yeah. no, no, we don't. Nothing even close to it, really. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some of the the venues for the rest of the the tour. Um, you guys are playing some pretty iconic venues. Um, obviously, you've got um, the Palladium in yeah. Massachusetts. You've got uh, the Meadow in New York, Canal Club, the Masquerade, Crowbar. I mean, yeah, it's it's a who's who of venues for you. What's that kind of been like to see some of these names and go? holy shit, we're playing that room. I I didn't realize, I think the first one that I really liked was, not that I, I didn't like the other venues, but the one I was like, wow, inside was uh, Mahal's last night. Yeah. I heard about about how, how cool it was and I went inside and I was like, there's this cool spot right here. Then there's like the stage in there and it's got like stripes in it. Then there's like bowling downstairs. Then there's like the bar right here. And then the green room's up this way. And I was like, and you can like, there's like clothes that you can buy and like thrift. Because mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting at merch and I did, I was looking through the shirts. But um, that was a really cool place. But I'm, there are two venues I'm really excited to play, which is Masquerade and Chain Reaction. Yes. I, I can't wait for those. Yeah. 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 Uh, Masquerade, I've never been to, but um, I'm friends with Glimmers. So Maggie and, and the crew uh, are. Yeah. yeah, they're they're from Atlanta and they play the masquerade pretty frequently. They always boast about it. Um, and then, you know, chain reaction is just it's fucking chain reaction, right? Like yeah. Yeah. Ev everyone in this alternative scene has heard of it, seen music videos from there, all that. Like it's on my bucket list of places as well that oh, yeah. if I ever get the chance, I'm going and hopefully photographing a show or something. But regardless, I want to go and see a show. Yeah, the first time that I've I've ever will ever be there is performing, not even just going to see a show. So that's also just pretty cool within yeah. itself. Yeah, for sure. Um, a couple of the others that you have on here are um, I just lost it. Sorry, give me a second. The Urban Lounge in Salt Lake City. Again, I've mm -hmm. heard incredible things. Uh, 
I am planning on seeing you guys in Indianapolis because that's only an hour away from me uh, at the Hoosier Dome. So that's dope. And then told me about Hoosier Dome. He was like, that's a big venue. I was like, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then you guys are closing out the tour at Ace of Cups, which is iconic in Columbus. So again, just, you know, looking through the list, I obviously can't swim in Belmont, like have probably performed at most of these places before, but I was still like, man, that's like for a first run, that's a really fucking cool run. It's insane. This whole, like, our first tour is not only with Belmont and Can't Swim, but we're going to all these, like, really cool places at a cool time of year. Like, you could have asked for, like, a better, like, opportunity to happen. Yeah. And it's just, like, it blows my mind every day that we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So um, this episode is going to go live on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. So the 25th which you guys will be in Buffalo, New York that night at the rec room. Uh, then you have a day off and you're hitting uh, Palladium and on from there, you have another roughly 14 dates. Um, so for anyone coming out to shows, things like that, what do you want to tell them? Like, what can they expect or what, what do you hope they expect out of it? <laughs> for starters, bring earplugs. If you don't you wear earplugs that. at a show, it's just you're going to regret it because I used to not wear earplugs going to concerts, but also like the thing the first couple times ever playing in a, not this band, but like an old band, I didn't wear anything. And I was up right by a drum set. Like that right. was brutal. And I'm not going to lie to you. My hearing is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. So bring earplugs, please. Um, also... For our shows, we just like, we do a lot of like crowd participation and like just a very energetic set. So that's what I would say to expect. Just like be prepared to like get on the floor, jump, clap your hands, scream words back at us. It's just just a fun time. Oh, and mosh pit. Yeah, Yeah. we got a couple of those. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I I really am. I'm so glad you said something about earplugs because I was the same way for a long time. And I doing photography i was up in the photo pit and right by yeah, speaker right stacks there. and yeah i fucked up my hearing i yeah. like obviously i can still hear whatever but it's nowhere near as good as it should be yeah and it was one of those things you were probably the same like for the longest time it was i'm too cool for earplugs like if you wear earplugs you're not cool whatever and then i started using earplugs and i'm like I can have a normal conversation in the car on the way home. Right, I'm not yeah. bleeding from the ears. Like we're not yelling at each other. What did you say? Yeah. I didn't hear you. Yeah. yeah. There, I mean, I, I distinctly remember times driving home from concerts with the windows down simply because the ringing in my ears was so bad. I needed the noise from the wind. Yeah. I, I won't lie. I do have ringing in my ears. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's not good. Okay. Nope. Ear in ears it's time all right yeah. yeah so i i totally support that buy earplugs get a good a good pair of them like the thing is i i think a lot of people assume that it's a rip off to spend you know 40 dollars for a set or whatever but it's not they're engineered a specific way like you can i yeah. use the eargasm earplugs yeah i, I love get them. asked for those all the time but I don't spend money because I have in-ears that I, right. I kind of keep with me. So I'm just, I've just popped those in. 
Yeah. So I'm like, I don't need it. But like, I do also have like earplugs for like sleeping purposes mm-hmm. because I cannot sleep with like noise and it just irks me when I hear something I'm like, oh my God, earplugs in. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't, okay. Like there are ones that you can buy, like, like they attach like keychains and stuff. Now don't lose them. But like earplugs are just so important. They're so, so, so important. Oh my gosh. Especially if you do want to like rupture your eardrums if something's too loud. There was, I think, yes, yesterday during sound check, I was in the room where they were sound checking and I didn't have any earplugs on. I was walking out and like extreme feedback happened and I was like, oh, and it hurt my ear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, no, because I wish I had earplugs on. In that right. <laughs> and I walked out and I was like, that was the worst. That was just the absolute worst. Ugh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it is. It's insane. And, you know, I, I wish that, like, if I had a time machine, that's probably what I would use it for is to start wearing right. earplugs earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, you kind of mentioned some of the new music, obviously, without getting in trouble. What can you tell fans to expect between now and the end of the year and things like that? Well, <laughs> for the end of the year, we're only going to be releasing one more song. And then we um, we release an EP next year. That's all I'm going to say about it. Because I'm yeah. not sure what I can and cannot say. Right. <laughs> no worries. Um, so be on the lookout. Awesome. Um, so kind of my, tr- my traditional uh, transition to the end. I refuse to sit down and think of a closing question. So I bought this game called hot takes and it's just like shitty opinions on a card. So I'm going to ask you two of them and we'll go from there. And uh, then we'll do like socials and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Uh, So the first one that is here is that peeing in pools is gross. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, it is gross because I mean, okay. If you're by yourself in a pool and it's your own pool that you own and no one else is going to swim in it, do whatever you want, okay? But if you're in a public place where other people are, like a water park, a public pool, or like your friends are in a pool, don't pee in the pool. Just go use the bathroom somewhere else because that's gross. I don't want to be in a pool where someone just peed and feel a warm spot come up to me and be like, what the hell is this? It's just, (laughs) it's such a vibe check. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think it's crazy too. Cause like the people that don't have a problem with it always use the excuse like, Oh, but you know, there's so much chlorine in there and whatever. And it's like, oh, who cares? It, there's I only that much chlorine. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel the warm spot. The piece still on me. Okay. Like that's gross. No, I heard not, I'm not sure if this is true. I heard that when you smell chlorine, I could be 100% wrong. If you smell chlorine, that means people have already peed in the pool because it's a chlorine doing its job. Yes. Um, so, so like, it's, already gross. Yeah, it has to do with like, I don't know the exact science behind it. It's like the ammonia that's in your pee activates the chlorine, which causes the smell. So like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, so, so gross. I totally agree with you. Uh, and then the second one is way less gross, but ice water tastes better than room temperature water. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I have such an opinion on this. And it doesn't just go for like ice water. I don't know if it's because I'm from Texas or the South and we just have a crap ton of sweet tea down here. But cold drinks, I feel like cold temperature 
not only does it like it's more refreshing but it brings the flavor out more mm -hmm. because the temperature is not really getting in the way now if you drink like a hot drink i feel like if you make like hot tea you have to wait for like the hotness the temperature to cool down before you can start drinking it and if you don't drink it the right like temperature like you can just your mouth just burns right. you're not really getting much of the flavor so i am a big advocate and enthusiast for drinks that are cold it just yeah. feels like the flavor's better it just tastes better it just i agree with that 100 and also yeah. like like when it's hot outside and you drink like a nice like like ice cold water oh my god it's like the best thing in the entire world yeah so yeah i yeah. agree with that i i'm in the same club as you on that one like even a room temperature water is like ugh. like i i feel like i can start to taste the plastic of the bottle once it it's, hits room temperature here's the thing is that room temperature water obviously will hydrate you better right and that's that's good and if you need to get hydrated fast, do that. But when I was at Warp Tour back in the day, right? I'm old saying that back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> and I I was so thirsty out there, and they'd be like, "Here's some like tour water. Here's like the water, right?" And it was mm -hmm. like hot water, and I was like, "This is fucking gross. Yep. This is gross. I I can't bring myself to ingest like." hot water or like room temperature water depends but like hot water i just can't i'm like forcing myself to drink water just to stay hydrated out in this blazing heat in texas during the summer right it, it explains why you know i went to warp tour all the time as well it explains why they would crack open one of those monster tour waters whoever was on stage they would take a sip and then they would throw the whole fucking can out in the crowd because like even yeah. they didn't want it at that point <laughs> gross like just give us ice cold water like yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally God. agree totally agree awesome so um the the standard outro is obviously i'll link all the socials and everything but where can people find you online what's the best way to interact with you and kind of just stay up to date with things you have going on so i use instagram for us the most because that's where we get the most traction um and I'm the one usually behind socials. So hello, everyone. Um, give us a follow at House Parties TX. So just the band name with TX for Texas. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, everything, you know, I'm on there. So awesome. Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll be sure we we link them for everybody as well. I'm stoked for you guys. I'm really looking forward to um, you know, checking you out when you come to the Hoosier Dome. Um and yeah, really excited to see where this goes because i think like i said earlier with that nostalgia feel and it being authentic i think this has the the legs to go the distance so hopefully yeah. you know yeah. hopefully i'm right and i think i am so well thank you yeah. awesome that's everything i've got for you cheney so i will let you guys go get dinner um have fun in canada don't you know get stuck at the border or anything knock on wood uh but yeah we'll we'll be we just went through all of our stuff to make sure that we were border ready it it's insane that checklist it's almost as bad as flying even though you're literally just driving across yeah. i mean toronto is like an hour across the border or something like yeah. that like it's nothing so yeah awesome that's everything i've got for you so like i said we'll be in touch this episode will go live on the 25th and we'll uh we'll see you out there well, thank you for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. 
Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that was my conversation with Cheney of the band House Parties. Again, huge shout out to her for finding the time, making the time to have that conversation. Um, it was their day off. Uh, they were getting ready to, to cross the border into Canada to play their show in Toronto. Um, then they're coming back across the border and... This episode will be live on Wednesday the 25th, which means if you catch this before heading out, uh, you can go see them in Buffalo, New York at the Rec Room tonight. Um, Other than that, there's still about 14 or 15 um, tour dates that they're going to be on. So if you're anywhere over kind of, honestly, they're jumping around. Uh, A few more dates over there on the East Coast, then they're going down south, moving over to uh, California, Arizona, Texas, um, coming back to the Midwest with Wisconsin, Indiana, and Ohio to close out the, the tour. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm planning on seeing these guys in Indianapolis um, at the... Hoosier Dome on the 18th of November. Uh, Again, they're out with Can't Swim and Belmont, so definitely go check them out. Get out early. Be sure you check out House Parties. Uh, Let them know that I sent you if if you listen to this and show up at a show, Uh, just because that'd be dope for them, So uh, and kind of dope for me. Uh, As always, I'll have all their socials and everything linked in the description of this podcast, so be sure you go give them a like, share, subscribe, follow on all of the platforms that they're on, um, and, you know, all that free shit to help them with the algorithm and being able to do this, hopefully, full-time for a long time. So, that's everything I've got for you guys on this episode. As always, I really appreciate everything you do for me. I do have some more episodes already lined up and uh, recorded, so you'll be seeing those coming in the next, you know, couple weeks. We're getting back to as close to the weekly schedule as I possibly can, um, and it's looking pretty good for that. So thank you guys again. Be sure that you like, share, subscribe, follow on all the platforms for us as well, primarily on Instagram Uh, and then wherever you stream the podcast, so Spotify, Apple, whatever. Um, yeah, and that's, that's everything guys. As always, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.